Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in, Winning Cures Everything, number 262. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. On today's show, we're talking NFL. We're going to recap the NFL Week 17 along with, well, at least the games that matter, right? Like yeah. Some of them didn't even matter. Um, we're going to talk about the uh, the coaching changes and whatnot along with that. We are going to do our NFL Wild Card previews from Wild Card Playoff Weekend. And we'll try and give you a few NFL gambling picks for the four games. We'll, uh, we, we may toss that in with the previews. We'll just see how it goes. Uh, the show, as always, brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. You can find more information on all six of their sports books over at tunicatravel.com. You can get more information on us, our podcasts, our videos, our social media stuff, our picks, predictions, uh, previews, etc. over at winningcureseverything.com. Find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash winningcureseverything. You can find us on Twitter at winningcures. You can find me at GaryWCE. You can find me at Chris B. Giannini. Let's quit wasting time. Let's jump into this bad boy. NFL recap, week 17. This is the end of the regular season. Not a lot to discuss. Uh, we're going to skip the uh, the early games, I think. I mean, New well, England it, blows out the Jets. Yeah, it's so. not necessarily skipping the early games. We're going to talk about the games that matter. We're going to roll through yeah. this um, and, and, and talk about the games that actually affect it. Uh, let me let me talk about this real quick. Uh, New Orleans, Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, okay, got his first I mean, start. Uh, just just to touch on it, uh, we all thought that he was like the next in line. He was going to be the great one if if Breeze decides to retire. Uh, Fourteen out of twenty-two, not terrible. One hundred eighteen yards, eh, whatever. One touchdown, one pick. Well, but That's he did, twice. He he didn't he didn't have Kamara play. Um, Ingram played limited time. He only got five touches in the game. Um, I don't think, you know, obviously New he, Orleans he obviously had wasn't field wrapped up. He wasn't playing matter. with starters. Okay. Yeah. I like, don't know. Kyle, Mike, Kyle Mike, Allen looked pretty good. Michael um, Thomas only played half the game. I mean, yeah, there was no there was no particular reason for him to. How would to he look, look if he had his full gang of? players that that play for them yeah you got a point you got a point uh dallas beats uh the giants uh now this is something interesting you brought up to me uh that you wished you had seen before you put out your gambling picks because you took the giants minus six i I took the and i made the bet and then before the game kicked off i don't know really what i'm doing i'm just kind of scrolling through my phone and for some reason i look at standings why i look at standings before the games all start i didn't know it and it's not something i habitually do and i realized if they get six wins, it could kill them in the draft. I mean, yeah. they could fall a ton of spots, not just like lose one or two spots. And I was thinking, why would I? Why did I bet on a team? And, and it's easy to say in hindsight that they lost the game and they didn't cover. But like, I, it, it just logic tells you you shouldn't have made that bet. It was just a bad pick. Um, and uh, I just got caught up in. I didn't really like a lot of the lines because I don't. You don't really know how to gauge week seventeen. And I just figure out, I've bet against Dallas a lot this year. Let's just keep doing that. And then I realized, man, the Giants, realistically, they can't win this game. Like, they, it would be foolish for them to win this game. Yeah. And and still, they were in it. Like, and they were still in it. No, they were trying to win it. Somebody, somebody needs to talk to their front office a little bit. But Yeah, because it would have cost them, what, seven, eight, yeah, nine I mean, draft it, picks. They, they realistically could have fallen, yeah, yeah five or six Because you go from five pretty, wins to yeah. six wins – you're tied. You're tied with about seven or eight teams that all have six wins. Yeah, and that's not a good spot to be in. Uh, Kansas City whips Oakland, uh, the Rams, and San Francisco. That was 
maybe closer. Like it was forty eight thirty two. That was a weird weird spot. But game didn't matter. Game like, didn't matter. Like the um, game did not matter for Seattle. Atlanta Tampa Bay. Uh, Sarkeesian was fired from Atlanta. Uh, Tampa Bay fires Dirk about Cutter. Seventeen games late. Yeah. Uh, Detroit 31, Green Bay nothing. Uh, Deshaun Kaiser showed out. <laughs> Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on now. Hold on. Rodgers played that game. Rogers I know. I know. He, game he went out with a concussion. And, and he got nothing, too. Did you hear the Pat McAfee call of the, the fake uh, field goal? That was fantastic. Yeah, was pretty yeah, good. We, we need more of that guy. You guys shared out all over Twitter oh. and Facebook. It was pretty good. No, he was he was great for his debut. Uh, Buffalo whips up on Miami. Buffalo gets to six wins. You had the under five and a half on the season. I, the when they kept scoring points, I was like, "Oh no!" I was pretty upset, and, oh, and I didn't. No. I, and I had an opportunity to hedge because I had the, I had the bet. Well, I could have easily, easily just bet Buffalo money line and laid about the same equal juice, maybe half of it. Could have, could have eased off of it a little bit, and then I chose not to. Yeah, I mean it happens. Yeah, it happens. Uh, New England whips up on the Jets. The Jets fire uh, Todd. Bull- let's let's go through before we go into the uh, the games that mattered. Let's go through the firings. Okay. Tampa Bay fires Dirk Cutter. Hang on. We're doing this New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. So there will be more. There could be more. I I would imagine there will be more. I don't know. I think most of them are gone that we thought would be gone. Yeah, but somebody's going to pop up and and be out of here. I don't know about that. Like, it it happens every year. I think everybody else is safe. If they didn't get fired already, I think they're there. I mean, you might be right. I'm I'm looking through the teams. And and I can't like I would imagine Greg it. Williams probably not coming back to Cleveland. Well, yeah, but Greg Williams isn't. But that's the not head co- He's the interim coach. Um. Yeah, I mean, I. Okay, let, let's. I go mean, obviously, the list. Green Bay's not going to keep. Um. Oh, what's his ass? Joe. Philman. Uh, Philman. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the Giants are keeping. Everybody Sharma. else is say Carolina. Might make a move, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, I, Rivera won that last game. It, it it didn't matter for the Saints, but whatever. I thought there was a chance Atlanta could could fire uh, their head coach, and and they they obviously are giving Quinn a another year, and just going to say we're going to make changes at the coordinator position. Yeah, uh, Tampa Bay fires Dirk Cutter. Now, I think they're keeping Jameis Winston for another year. They're keeping the GM, and I think that is. The biggest mistake. Yeah. I, I absolutely think if anybody should be fired, it would be him. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, the Jets fire Todd Bowles. They are uh, going to prepare to uh, – uh, they're going to offer Jim Harbaugh from all the reports that are out there. And I mean, it's a good situation, right? I mean, I, Tom Brady getting older. I don't know um, that it's a good situation in the sense of they've got two players on that team that are decent talent. One of them is elite-level talent in Adams – and the other is Sam Darnold, and we really don't know what he We don't know be. what he is. I, I kind of feel bad for Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles is going to get a D.C. job somewhere, and I, I will tell you this, wherever he gets hired on, that defense is going to greatly improve. Uh, you know, that's an interesting uh, thing that you bring up because on the way to the studio this morning, they were talking about Bruce Arians possibly taking over the Tampa Bay job. Oh. Remember, Todd Bowles was his D.C. at they, Arizona. They, I, see, I don't know why they were talking about that because Bruce came out earlier this year and said, I'm only going to interview for one job. If they'll let me interview, I'm only interviewing for one job. And that's the Browns. That's the Browns. Now, I would love, love to have Todd Bowles be the defensive coordinator of my Cleveland Browns. 
I think I agree with that. And Bruce Arians be my head coach. Uh, the Dolphins fire Adam Gase. That was a little surprising. That one shocked me. That one really. I, shocked I me. thought they liked Gase down there. He's but he he's done what every other coach in Miami has done for the past forever, uh, which is seven and nine, eight and eight. They don't have somebody in the general manager's office have messed up the quarterback situation. They've got talent on that roster. They don't have a trigger man at all. No, not at all. Not at all. I, and I don't know that that's Gase's fault. I think Gase got as much as anybody could ever get out of the guys they had. I mean, he was winning games with Brock Osweiler. Yeah, which nobody else has been able to do. Nobody else has been doing that. Bengals finally fired Marvin Lewis. What do you think? Open it up for <coughs> Huey Headlines. Hugh Jackson. Hugh Jackson. Come on down. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. I, everyone kind of thought that they were going to not fire Marvin, but move him up into a management office because him and the owner had such a great relationship. It's very strange yeah, to was, me that was that didn't happen. For the last four years, that's been what's going to be that's been reported as to what's going to be happening. Now, if they fired Marvin Lewis, like, are they going to keep Hugh Jackson? Because surely like, not. I wouldn't think so. Surely they clean house. But that was, I mean, that was exactly what was reported, reported. all year. The report was not going to be firing Marvin. It was going to be moving Marvin up and then moving Hugh in. Yeah. If you're going to fire Marvin, you cannot leave any stone on. He has been there too long. You must destroy the entire thing and build it back. Yeah, I agree. Uh, The Cardinals fired Steve Wilkes after one year. That was not surprising. I've been talking about that all season. They looked like they didn't know what they were doing all year. Now, they, they had a pretty good effort against Seattle yesterday. But the game didn't matter for Seattle. Well, and they should they were foolish to even try to win that game. Like I'd have fired him just because what are you doing? That might be. You win that, that game. We get the number one pick. You you I mean you lose that game, we get the number one pick. You win that game and we're behind Oakland. What are you doing? Yeah, it didn't make didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Um let's see. Vance Joseph. Vance Joseph. That's the next one. That one. So we we already talked about Sarkeesian, right? So we'll get that one out of here. Yeah, Broncos uh, fire Vance Joseph. I got no idea where they go. I don't know that. Did, uh, so so back to let's let's talk about Sarkeesian because I think this kind of plays in. Um, the Broncos, like Elway, mentioned that he wanted Gary Kubiak to be his head coach, but like Kubiak resigned, retired, whatever. He Health just couldn't do it. He just can't handle it. But. Kubiak is now the the leader to be the OC for the Falcons. Is it just the stress of being the head guy? Yeah. No, well, Kubiak said that. He's been the OC in the past. He stepped down to be an OC the last time this happened. And then and then they convinced him to take the head coaching job, and then it happened again. And No, I, I, think, I think Kubiak absolutely wants to be the OC somewhere. He does not want to, to, to be a head coach. He, he, I don't think his heart can handle it. He doesn't know how to half-ass it. He doesn't know how to yeah. let let other people do certain things. And so if he has to run an offense, you're going to give him his responsibility, and he could do that. And that's enough for him to be able to physically handle with, with his heart and his condition, and, and, and I think that's fine. Um, man, I think that's a – wherever he goes, the offense is going to improve. That guy knows how to coach an offense. I think he'd be He's fine. really good. In, in, we need in, to have a conversation, in, in and, and I guess we've been kind of having it all, all year, and, and other people nationwide are having the same conversation. This is why I disagree with ever, 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 ever bringing back a legend for any job. 
Yeah. If you are a god in my town and you've done something amazing and you retire and you move on, don't ever come back except for to sign autographs. Let me put you in the ring of honor. Wave hands, shake hands, you know, just wave to the crowd and, and, and be, be a face because this is going to hurt Elway's legacy. There are going to be people that never watched Elway play football, and this is the only football knowledge that they know of him. And the quarterbacks that he's drafted are Lynch and Osweiler, and the other quarterbacks that they've surrounded themselves with have all been pretty much huge embarrassing failures. And it's just one of those things to where maybe he's just not good at evaluating talent. And, yeah. and if you're going to be a team president and a general manager, that's kind of the job. I mean, the the Broncos went, what, 3-10 and 10 to close out the season? They started 3-0. Yeah, oh. That's right. Started off 3-0. And, and now they're 6-10. and 10 And, yeah, Vance Joseph, like, he never gave them any particular reason to keep him. So they, they weren't great at anything. One of one, And I refer to these guys all the time because I listen to a lot of NFL talk and I read a lot of things from the NFL uh, from a lot of different writers, many different writers. My two favorites have been this year, have been and uh, Robert Mays and and Kevin Clark from the Ringer. Robert Mays has this philosophy that if he was a general manager, he would never in today's football the way the game is played, he would never hire a defensive coach as a head coach ever again. And the reason yeah. being is because if you hire a great defensive coach, and they hire a great offensive mind for an OC, that OC is just going to get snagged away yeah and he's going to get the next head coaching job somewhere else and you're going to have to be if the quarterback is the most important position then then the oc has to be almost the second most position whoever's going to call plays yeah and and you need that to be the head coach because nobody's hiring head coaches away for other head coaching jobs it just doesn't happen nobody goes into detroit and says i want your head coach and they take him. This isn't college football where people take lateral moves. Yeah, no, you're right. If you, you're, if you're, you're right. but but very few people are going to come steal your defensive coordinator away, and very few defensive coordinators are that valuable that that if you lost them, it would cripple your team. But we've seen OCs leave and cripple teams. We we saw. Um, Oh my gosh, man! I'm really bad with names this weekend. This is like the fifth time through the last two podcasts we've recorded. Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan, yeah, do amazing things in Atlanta, leave, and then Atlanta falls flat on their face. Yeah, two years straight, can't do nothing. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm with you. I mean, we've we've seen OCs really, or whoever the play caller is, really hurt them. You just want to. I don't know that I completely buy into that philosophy, but I like to think about it. Being the Browns fan that I am, like I, I really hope they hire an offensive-minded guy. Yeah, I mean you'd have to hope. Um, let's see. I'm reading from Cleveland.com. Freddie Kitchens will be interviewed for the Browns' head coaching vacancy. He is one of the interviews. They're going to interview uh, Williams too. So yeah. So I mean, they, obviously you got those two. And I think Greg has earned the right. But here's the problem. So let's say let's say they 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 give Greg the job. Okay. Let's just say they keep everything in path. And they give he the him him the full time OC job. If if the Browns average thirty five points a game next year, he's gone. Yeah. Now we're trying to replace him. We got a young quarterback and a young offense that we're building around, and and every year we're just changing up the OC. You can't do that. 
Interesting article here, off topic a little bit. Doug Marone confirms Jags voided Leonard Fournette's guarantees. Well, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, so we're going to get into just random news. Yeah. When Leonard Fournette got suspended, there's a clause in his contract that allows them to void all guarantees. So he what still did, gets paid for when he plays. What did you think of um, uh, what, what Tom Coughlin came out and said after, after the Jags got beat 20 to three by the Texans, uh, where he was talking about Kenyon Drake and no, uh, TJ Yeldon. I was about to say, sorry, TJ Yeldon and, uh, and Leonard Fournette about how that's, uh, behavior unbecoming of professional athletes and whatever, because they weren't really involved in the game. Yeah. They just weren't playing much. Yeah. They, they, I mean, they weren't playing much, but they just sat on the bench the whole time and like, didn't get involved in the plays and whatever. And, and I don't, I'm not going to. That's def- just kind of weird. Yeah, to, I'm not going to def- defend Leonard because he's an LSU guy or whatever. But but listen, man, this is week 17. You've missed the playoffs. This game means nothing at all to the Jags. Winning it actually hurts you. But Tom Coughlin is this old school football guy, and you're not changing his mind on the way things are supposed to be ran. He wants things to be. He wants these millennial and Gen Z guys, these kids, to to respond and react the way. You know the greatest generation did fighting World War Two. Like people just we're just not that way anymore. Yeah, and the That's, coaches that are doing the most innovative stuff know how to communicate with these younger kids. Yeah, Lincoln and, Riley and, and to talk about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even even in the NFL, I I think Kyle Shanahan gets along great with these guys. I think even the older coaches that at least put younger guys in charge of the team to make these conversations happen and to, and to communicate certain things. There's just a certain way you have to talk to them. But if you're expecting in a game that does not matter in which these two players aren't playing a lot of snaps anyway, yeah, what do you want them to do? You want one of them is not on, even active. You want them to be on the sidelines just rah-rahing the team? Like, what is that? Does that make you a better football team? I don't think so. Does that win games? Because I don't think that that helps you win games at all. I don't whether T.J. Yeldon was up involved in the offensive huddles or not. I don't think they scored more than three points yesterday. Nope. I like don't. I don't know were, that that equates to points or wins. The Texans were trying to get a first round bye. They were going to win that game. Now, if you're going to tell me that their locker room problems, then then that I think team chemistry and locker room issues are a big deal. I just have a hard time believing those two guys might be the locker room problems when the biggest star on your team runs his yak to the rest of the league more than anybody else and had a complete dud season yeah. in Jalen Ramsey. Like, like come, come at me about locker room problems with Leonard Fournette and, and TJ Yeldon when you fixed Jalen Ramsey running his yak. Yeah. How's he improved? And that's the highest paid player on the team. Yep, you're right. Well, maybe not, but he's – Pretty pretty impressively. He's, he's well known. Yes. He's well known. And we'll he, say that. And he's he's probably the face of the team. He is right now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's talk about games that uh, that mattered yesterday. We'll we'll kind of roll through them. Chicago twenty four, Minnesota ten. This one surprised me. I thought Chicago like it, they knew what their situation was. The Rams are probably going to win. Uh, I thought they'd kind of. Like, sit some guys after halftime, you know, take it easy a little Lay bit. Lay down and let Minnesota win so they could play Minnesota the next week. That's kind of what I thought. All right. Convince, all right if I'm watching Minnesota and the Eagles play right now, I'd rather play Minnesota. Okay. But I'm, 
I am not a big fan of kind of picking my opponent. I think that seems to come back and bite people. You yeah. go out there, you play the best you can, you let the cards fall where they may, and and then the next week you line up and you play that opponent the best you can. Yeah, no, you're I, right. I, you're I, right. If Minnesota goes on this crazy historic run again and Nick Foles wins another Super Bowl MVP. At the Eagles, we're, you mean? We're, yeah, that's it. I'm sorry. Then, then we're going to have a completely different conversation to be had. But I don't know that that conversation is going to go, man, Chicago should have just laid down and let Minnesota win. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, Pittsburgh beats uh, Cincinnati, sixteen to thirteen. Burley, Burley, Burley. Um, and then all the players for Pittsburgh and the fans are still sitting in the stadium watching the jumbotron, pulling for the Browns. That is correct. The strangest situation to be in. That was just something else, man. Um, I mean, I, I, obviously, I'm a Steelers fan. So I was pulling for the Browns. I was pulling for the uh, for the Browns anyway because of you. Like I, I'm kind of tied to him now. Appreciate it. Um, Baker's fun to watch. He is a lot of fun to watch. I mean, and he's I pretty thought, damn fun to watch. I thought they had. I mean, they needed what five yards for a field goal. Yeah. Now here's the other thing. I mean, had the touchdown taken away from him, the defensive touchdown yeah. that, that that everybody in the world says, "Why you blow that whistle?" I mean, I will tell you, when your team is on national TV. And you get Tony Romo to call your games. I just think it's a gift. I really do. Yeah. It doesn't happen often for Cleveland. It's happened a lot for the Patriots. But but I mean it is it is an absolute joy to have him call your game. He he absolutely tells it how it is. He does not care who he hurts. And it's not like he talks a lot of smack or trash, but if but if the officials are wrong and one team got something they shouldn't have got, he has no problem saying you should have lost that game, whatever. I'm pretty good with the outcome. I'm good with the outcome. I, I, There's no team in the NFL that I have hated more than the Baltimore Ravens in my lifetime. But you know how much in the tank I was for Lamar Jackson. Oh, yeah. Before the season started at the NFL draft, I was pretty devastated. There were 30 teams he could have went to, and I'd have been just fine. I didn't want him to go to Baltimore. I didn't want him to go to Pittsburgh. I'd have been pretty upset if something weird would have happened and he went to the Cowboys, but that wasn't going to happen. Um, I guess now, watching that game and watching the last couple of weeks, my dislike and distaste for the Baltimore Ravens have kind of eased up a little bit. And I I feel so weird I mean, they're, saying look, it's, that. It's, it's, but if you're I a fan like, of old school football, then then you like what they're doing. Oh, I am. But I'm just I'm I'm that in the tank for Lamar. Not that I'm going to be a Ravens fan. That will never happen. Ever, ever, ever. I just won't wish death upon him. (laughs) And if I have to choose between them or the Steelers now, it's kind of an easy choice. Also, I needed needed the Browns to not win that game. We've had this conversation. I just don't want them to get Mike Malarkey'd. We we live in Tennessee. We have the Titans local – when he was the interim coach, he did exactly what Greg Williams did. He took over a just a completely inept team that Jeff Fisher just couldn't do anything with, and he all of a sudden sparked a fire, and they played pretty great and for a couple of weeks. And then he got the job. And then for four or five years, it was just like, this guy doesn't really know what he's doing to be a head coach. But we got enough talent to win just enough games to not fire him. 
Oh, yeah, and every I mean, now and then he'll they, win the division because the division was bad. Well, he he didn't even win the division last year, but he but he beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead in That's the playoffs, right. and and then went to Foxborough and got his brains I, beat I in. I cannot and, believe the Titans had the balls last year to fire him. And I'm so proud of him for it. Yeah. I think that's the it was absolutely the right call. When he beat the Chiefs, I thought this is another year of mediocrity football. Yeah. Yeah. I mean you're you're right. So anyway, I I I think let's let's talk about the Titans game, real quick. Let's talk let's talk got, about that. We got the Greg out, but I might be wrong. He's Indianapolis thirty three, Tennessee seventeen. Uh so Mariota doesn't play. He is questionable all week. He practices on Thursday and Friday and then comes out late Saturday and it's announced that he will not be playing. His agent released it that he's not playing. That he has been told by doctors if he plays, he could sustain permanent damage. I think this was the nail in the coffin for Mariota. They might might keep him around one more year because they've got that fifth-year option. That's right. And it's a pretty good contract. And it's a good contract. And... You know, you you try him out one more year, but I I think at this point you cannot extend him right now. It's also a, a pretty seemingly going to be a bad quarterback draft. Yeah, like you you don't want to go into this draft when you've got you don't need a quarterback. You got next Herbert year. and Tagovailoa and whoever coming out next year. Like you're going to want to go and look at those guys, um, because I think you know what you've got with Mariota. He hadn't been able to finish three of his four seasons. That's it. Like this was the biggest game. It's not just finished in Tennessee. Last year he finished the season, but he missed a lot of games. Yeah, I mean it's you. I don't know what you do in this situation. Uh, Your availability is more important than your ability. That's just the way the NFL has always been. There's a 53 man roster you got. That's it. You 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 can't have your star player, the 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 most important position player, be up in the air every week, every week. And that's what you got. Yeah. No, you're right. Um, Indianapolis finishes winning nine of their last ten. They they started out one and five on the year. Andrew Luck looks like he is on fire right now. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. And Frank Wright coached some football. Yeah. I mean, he absolutely did. I mean, that is just whew. I mean, just I'm 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 actually really excited to watch because there was a time. I mean, we talked about this. I didn't think Andrew Luck would ever play again. Yeah, I think both of us did. I mean, he missed two seasons. Not just missed two seasons. It wasn't until this year, like a month before the season, was he actually not throwing a Nerf ball and throwing a real football. Yeah. I mean, now you're talking about a month before the season started. Not spring training. Spring training, he was still not. Not throw, not spring spring season. He getting baseball and whatever. <laughs> Preseason. Yeah, yeah. He was he was he was early on was not throwing a real football. Yeah, I mean it's it's nuts. I was it's so I, I'm going off the only info because we're not insiders. We don't have those connections. I'm going off the only information I got, which is he still hasn't thrown a football. But everyone's saying he looks good throwing whatever he is throwing. And, and <laughs> I just ball. and I just don't buy into that stuff. And I thought, this guy's never going to play again. If he does play, he's going to get killed. Yeah. I'm going to tell you this. A guy that, because offensive linemen just don't get credit for this type of stuff, what Baker did this year was a lot of fun. Baker is a lot of fun. And he is going to be a lot of fun for years to come. Uh, Nelson should absolutely be the rookie of the year. 
Quentin Nelson is the rookie of the year. He is the meanest, bulliest, nastiest offensive lineman we've seen drafted as a rookie in a long, long time. Yeah. But it's just not not something they're ever going to give to a lineman. But he he's the rookie of the year. He changed the identity of that team. They went from having the worst offensive line in the league to one of the best. I know they got a lot of new parts in there, but that guy is the monster in the middle that just pushes people around. Yeah. No, you're right. You're talking about culture change. That kid, as a rookie, has changed the culture of that offensive line. No, you're you're right. Uh, the Eagles were 4-5 and five at one point. Uh, lost to Dallas. Went and got blown out at New Orleans. Won five out of six to end the season. Um, they lost at Dallas. Close game. But... Playing the wrong quarterback. They they Nick Foles now has started three straight games. He was twenty eight out of thirty three yesterday, two hundred twenty one yards, two touchdowns, one pick. He he got knocked out late. Rib injury. Um but he it's already been confirmed he will be starting next Sunday. Um I mean the Eagles like they, they look like a completely different team with Foles a quarterback, I'm, don't I'm, they? I, I stand. I, I know that people think I'm ridiculous. I stand by my statement. As soon as the confetti fell, you trade Carson Wentz. It's you know. So I was watching. I, I know that people think I'm ridiculous. I was watching after the uh, the Chicago Minnesota game yesterday, and Terry Bradshaw brought up the question of like, well, who who would you start? Like Carson Wentz or like Wentz is out. Wentz is out. I think. But they were like, who would if they you were start? healthy? If if they were healthy, would you start Foles or or Wentz now? And Terry and some of those other guys were like, well, I mean, Wentz is your guy. So, like, you got to go with your Play, guy. No, players don't believe you should lose a job due to injury. And I just don't see the world that way. I don't either. I think the best man plays. Yeah, and, and the team is playing better with Foles right now. Just absolutely. I'm going to tell you this. I think there's some leadership qualities, and this is not a knock on Wentz. But Foles obviously has some type of command in a huddle that, that Wentz is missing. Yeah, because this is the exact same. And it's not like they're a healthy team. Okay, their running back situation is not good. Their receivers not great. Like they're hurt all over this team. Offensive line guys in and out constantly. Foles is driving the same car Wentz was driving. They just look better with him, and it's not that he's making better plays or throws that Wentz can't make because Wentz is more mobile and can use his legs a lot better than Foles can. I think the team listens to, to Foles better. They seem to trust him more. I, I just what I see with my eyes, the offense looks everything looks more crisp. The routes look better. And I don't know how to attribute that to anything other than they trust one guy more than they trust the other. Yeah. I I agree with you. Uh we talked a little bit Baltimore twenty six to twenty four over Cleveland. Definitely the most exciting game of the day. It was no doubt. It was win or go home for Baltimore. Um they lose, they're out of the playoffs. They win, they're, they're in to the host playoffs. a playoff game. That's right. Big so deal. It, this was a pretty big deal. Uh, Baker, I thought played really well. I, Lamar Jackson looked pretty good. Uh, this was a fun game. This ba- was a lot of fun. Baker and Lamar playing twice a year. That that's I'm telling you, Big Ben's getting older. I have no idea what's going on in Cincinnati. This is this is what's going to run the, the AFC North for the next five six years. Hopefully, decade. It'd be fun. I don't know that Lamar can hold up that long. Um, 
I mean, we'll see. But it was fun for this year. He is he is running the ball like twenty something times a game. How many did he run yesterday? Rushes, uh, rushes. I have no idea. Hold on, I, and, I and then I don't up. know how they how they factor rushes and sacks because yeah, sacks you're sacks right. goes against uh, passing yards. Uh, he had so he was sacked twice, uh, fourteen out of twenty four for one hundred seventy nine yards. He ran the ball twenty times for ninety yards with two touchdowns. He did have two fumbles. He lost one of them. Yeah, yeah. That one fumble should have been returned uh, yeah. back. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. No, he's. These two are going to be fun. Hey, you read about that. I, I'm very nervous who they're going to hire as the coach. That's that's. I, I'm so. I want him to make the right hire. I want. I need the hire tomorrow, but which is usually the wrong thing to do is to make the fast hire. But I I just don't know that I can handle anxiety like this. <laughs> I, like I woke up this morning. At like four in the morning, just just scrolling through to what anything, anything, anything. Like we we got any Browns news? I'm yet. taking a shower and I get like the alert and I see that that John Dorsey is 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 at the podium and I'm I'm like dry my finger off. All right, switching over to that. I'm just like, and all he's saying is, is I'm not gonna, I'm going to interview the two guys in house. I'm not talking about anybody else. I'm interviewing, and that's all he said a hundred times. You gonna interview this guy? Well, what about this guy? I'm not talking. I'm thinking. I'm getting no, no information, and I just need to know. Yeah. If he would just tell me, I wouldn't tell a soul. <laughs> I wouldn't tell. So if somebody gets this John Dorsey, just shoot me a text. Just shoot me an email. You, and you wouldn't sh- share it with the viewers. And I no, no, I wouldn't tell you. I wouldn't tell my wife. I wouldn't tell anybody. I wouldn't tell my kids. Nobody. You just need to know so your anxiety is a little to, better. I just need to know. I can't be waking up at four in the morning every day doing this. That is our NFL Week 17 recap. As always, go to tunicatravel.com for more information on Tunica, Mississippi's fantastic sports books. Go over to winningcureseverything.com for our podcasts, picks, previews, et cetera, et cetera. Follow us on social media and hit that subscribe button. All right, let's get into the wild card previews. We're going to start off with game number one, Colts at the Texans. You got Andrew Luck going up against Deshaun Watson. Young man versus now old man. It feels like. It's a little crazy. Uh, It's Saturday, January the 5th, 3.35 p.m. on ESPN. Texans are a a two-and-a-half point favorite. Um, So we're recording this on New Year's Eve. The the totals, I'm going to think that they were all wrong. Like maybe maybe Vegas Insider had the wrong totals. Uh, pull up like uh yeah, like my book year yeah, or something, right. yep. um, but they had a total of forty two for all four games. Well, I, I thought it would, I texted you first thing I did was six years more, and I said somebody somebody in Vegas making lines just half assed it because they woke up and they just made all three of the games other than the Bears Eagles game just two and a half. They just yeah. all all three of them were two and a half. Uh, I got forty seven and a half. Forty seven and a half. All right, let's let's write that down. Forty-seven and a half, because we're we're going to take over unders as and well. And my bookie current line is two now, two for the Texans. Yeah, I need to jump on that money line right quick. Then, uh, before we even discuss the game, I'm taking the Colts. That's right to win the game outright. Yep, I think I we agree on that. That the Colts nine and one straight up the last ten weeks. Uh, they have covered a ton of spreads. They have been on fire. Marlon Mack looks that's, amazing. 
T.Y. Hilton. That's who I wanted to talk about. T.Y. Hilton against the Texans. Them running the football. T.Y. Hilton averages over 105 yards receiving every game against the Texans. Oh, man. Man. Yeah. Every game. So, while the Texans have been good this year, and they have lucked into a whole lot of wins, their defense is outstanding. I got that. But the way that the NFL is set up now, a good quarterback can beat a good defense every time. That's right. So I understand the game is in Houston. I'll take Frank Reich and I'll take yeah. and I'll take Andrew Luck. Yeah. And, and I'm, I mean I'm in the same way. The, the the Colts are able to bust open big run plays that help soften defenses for these passing plays. Um and it's going to soften up the the Texans defense if they can if they can run the football, which we're both betting they can. Uh, and then when they get in the red zone, they're one of few teams. I mean, in the NFL right now, you put the ball on the two, three-yard line, everybody in the league is pass, 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 pass. They'll throw three, four pass plays in a row. Yeah. And the Colts are not. They're pa- they're smash-mouth football. You know why? They got some big, nasty new offensive linemen. They like to hit people. Yeah. They like to beat people up. Um, over, under. Are you going over the 47 and a half? I am. I'm probably going to stay away from it. If I'm, you're talking to make a pick here, I'd say over if I had to. I'm not going to bet any money on that. Okay. Well, we're, I think we're going to do this kind of the same as we're doing bowls. Oh, yeah, making all the picks. No, yeah, just I'll making all the picks. We'll pick them all. Um, but, but on this, because this will be our gambling segment as well. Yeah. Uh, so you're staying away from the total, but you are, you're going plus two. I'm going plus two, and I'll, I'll have the money line. I mean, right now it's plus 110, so you're not getting, not getting You're great. not getting a bunch. But, but, but you're not going to. Yeah, and it's a pretty even game anyway. No, you got that right. Um, okay, yeah, no, I, I love uh, I love the Colts here. Uh, now Houston's going to show up. I will tell you this: the city of Houston, that place will be rocking. There will be a home field advantage that we're probably not giving enough credit to, uh, but but we just both kind of seem to really like the way Lux uh, playing. Yeah, and, like and the way the Colts are playing. The Colts, their offensive fantastic. line play is just what's impressed me the most. Yeah, I I do agree with you. Um, Let's jump off that. Let's uh, let's move to the next. Seahawks at the Cowboys. That's the next wild card game, second wild card game. It's uh, Saturday, January 5th, 7.15 p.m. on Fox. Uh, this will be a massive number, I would imagine, as far as viewership goes. It would probably be, yeah. Get Cowboys back in the playoffs. That's right. Always a big deal. Fox, Saturday night. It should be pretty big. Um, Cowboys, two-and-a-half-point favorites opening up at home. Uh, is that still two and a half? I mean, it's you got, two, you got nope, the numbers. It's two and a half, and the total is 43 and a half. 43 and a half. All, all the totals are low, bro. They yeah. all they all were at 42, and they've all moved just a touch, except for that Houston one. Okay. That's that's what I was curious about. Because like I, I think before, somebody in Vegas just woke up and was like, oh, crap, I didn't make lines. <laughs> oh, everything's gotta, two and a half. Everything's 42. There you go. All right. So, but right now, 43 and a half. 43. Man. All right, so I'm. I know which way you're going. You're going Seahawks plus two and a half. Bingo. Um, but I I wonder because I've seen this Cowboys team at home. Like this is a big spot for them. I think Dak with Amari Cooper. Like I, Seattle whipped up on Dallas early in the season in Seattle. But that was before they got Amari Cooper. Before this offense kind of opened up. Correct. I, I don't think Seattle's going to whip them up. No. While I do think that Seattle can can win this game, 
I think I'm going to take the Cowboys minus two and a half. Okay. I and and you know me, I've been wrong before. No, and no, and I've and, been you know I've, I've bet against the Cowboys a lot, and and I haven't won all of them. Um, I'm trusting that in coaching, Pete Carroll has way more playoff experience, and will have his team kind of way far far more prepared to play than Jason Garrett will. I just believe that. This, the Cowboys' defense. Uh, I'm, so in, in all of my picks, I'm taking who I think the best coach and the best quarterback is. I think if one team has the best coach and the best quarterback on one side of the ball, I'm going with that team. I totally understand. And in this situation, nobody is going to convince me that Pete Carroll is better is not better than, than, than Jason Garrett. And no one's going to convince me that Dak Prescott is better than Russell Wilson because he's just not. I like both of these defenses. Oh, I do too. I think both of them try and run the ball a lot. Yep. I'm going to go under the 43 and a half. Yeah, I think I would too. Uh, the one thing that scares me is if Seattle does get away, they've, I mean, crazily enough, they've put up points when they need to put up points. Yeah. And they've given up big plays too. They've given up busted plays. Oh, they they absolutely have. I I think like, but a, a busted play here or there, it's it's not a bunch. Um, and both of them, I think, are going to try and take the air out of the ball. You might. I be think right. they're both going to try and run. I a just lot. feel like all, and, and usually in the playoffs, that's why these totals are low. It's because once you get in the playoffs, you get down to the dick cutting. All the scoring goes way yeah. down, and and but, it's and it's but, teams trying to make the other team make a mistake, mistake. as opposed to you being more wide open. And more, Almost more prone to mistakes. Every Seattle game I've watched this year was a 24, 25, 28 ball game. Yeah. And that's what scares me about going under this is I. Because 24, I, if 20 I gets make, an over. Yeah. Here. If I get, that's what I was about to say. If I get, if I had to pick it, I'd pick over. So I, I, think, I think if this, one team gets to 30, now you're getting too damn close. All right. So you're, you're going over the 43. I'd go over. All right. So I'm going to go under. You're going to go over. I, I see this being 21, 17. No, that know, wouldn't surprise like that. me at all. Um, all right, yeah, that's uh, so I, I've got Cowboys minus two and a half. You got Seahawks plus two and a half. Correct. Under forty three and a half. I, I I like I like Zeke in this matchup. I think Zeke's gonna gonna do pretty well. I I don't like Seattle's defensive line as much as no. I used to. No, I was about to say no, no. They're, and well, I think, they're not nearly as good. No, no other linebackers. So, so. Um, I think the Cowboys are going to pick and choose when they go to Amari. They're gonna have to because Griffin will be on him. Yeah. Um. All right. So yeah, I'm I'm going under forty three and a half. You're going over forty three and a half. All right. Let's move on to the next one. Let's see. We're moving to Sunday. Let's move to Sunday. Chargers Ravens. Chargers and Ravens. Ravens minus two and a half. Sunday, twelve oh five p.m. CBS. I was surprised that the Ravens opened up the favorite here. I understand they're at home. I got that. Well, and they just beat the Chargers in L.A. I, but even still, like you, game situations, you know, change from game to game because it, you know, just because one team wins one week, even if it is in L.A., doesn't mean that they are going to win the next go round. Correct. I actually think the Chargers play better away from home. I don't know. They play any different. I think. I think it's, it's the kind same of the same everywhere they go. Um. I don't know. They seem to have more big road wins this year. They're lost boys. Yeah, they, they kind of are. They, they don't have a home. There's no home. Uh, let's see. Lines two and a half. What's the total on this one? 41 and a half. 41 and a half. Went down a tick. 
Holy mackerel. So it opened at 42, went down to 41. Um, Phillip Rivers kind of been known the past few years as the guy that throws picks. The Ravens have the best pass defense in the NFL. Correct. I, the matchup, like Lamar Jackson against that Chargers defense, I think that actually kind of favors Jackson because the Chargers defensive line is nasty with, with Bosa and Ingram. I do wonder if maybe they are – he wants to be out of the pocket. Like, he doesn't want to be in the pocket. And with they the way that they rush, I wonder if that plays to Jackson's advantage. I don't know. The, the only thing I can think of is he ran all over them just two weeks ago. I just feel like that defense is going to be way better prepared being able to play him so close – so recently, does that make sense? Yeah, I mean it's, it's because so, this it's is. Thing, I want to tell you this: this is a gimmick offense. What, what, there is it, is what, a, what are the Ravens six and one with Jackson? Yeah. And there and there is a reason that teams in the second half tend to do a lot better about against this defense, this offense, than they do in the first half because it takes a while to figure out what they're actually doing to you. Yeah, because you don't really know what they're doing to you um, until you're actually playing it and you line up against them. That that's my one fear is is normally it takes a half for teams to get used to that. The Chargers just went through it. Yeah, it's not like it was six weeks ago, and they caught them off guard and they didn't know what to expect. No, it's, it's Even when weeks. they played, they knew what to expect and still couldn't stop it. I just think, it, hey, listen, before the season started, this is my Super Bowl pick. All right, I'm definitely going to have them getting past the first round. That's that's uh, yeah. just that's just it. Um, I think also that Lamar Jackson, this is some this is some news. If you're listening to this, you probably already know this. Hunter Henry is going to be back for this game, baby. Really? Yes, sir. Big time tight end. I did not know that. And playing. Really? Yes, sir. That's a that's a big weapon, man. That's a big weapon. Yeah, no, it definitely is. Uh, Fired up about it too. Look, I'm I'm going to take the Chargers because I now I've been going against Lamar Jackson this whole time. I feel kind of like an idiot. Um, well, I haven't. I've bet on him a lot, and I've won all. I've, I've won well, almost no, I, all I, of them. I, I took Cleveland plus five and a half. No, you did good. You know, for years, so I, I won that game. Yeah. Um, but this one, I'm I'm going to take the Chargers plus two and a half. I'm I'm going to take them on the money line, uh, because I don't trust Lamar Jackson in big spots. And it's not. This is this has nothing to do with my trust in Lamar. At some point in time, Philip Rivers has to try to make his mark of legacy, and if he doesn't do it this season, then when? Because this is the most wide open I've ever seen the playoffs. Ever. Ever yeah. in the NFL. This is the most wide open. Um, so we both have the two wild card teams winning and moving on. Yeah. Doesn't happen very often. Yeah, no, you're right. Because uh, like, I've got the Colts and over the, the Texans. I've got the Chargers. In the AFC. Uh, I don't have the Seahawks. No, but in the AFC in the we both got the but yeah, in the AFC, we we both got the wild card teams moving on. Um, how do you, what do you think about this over under? I think I'm going to go over the 41 and a half. Like it went, the game went under the last time. Yeah, I would because probably, it was what 22 to 10. Yeah. I think was the final. Yeah, I think I would go over. As I'm well. going to go over the 41 and a half. I I may I not see bet that all of these games being 22 to 24. Yeah, I mean, I just I think all of these teams are capable of scoring 20. Yeah, I, that's I agree. I agree. Um, all right, so Chargers plus two and a half for both of us and over the 41 and a half. 
Let's uh let's move to the last game Sunday afternoon. Sunday, January 6, 3:40 p.m. NBC. The Eagles and the Bears. Bears minus 6. Seemed like a really big line to me. Like the biggest favorite between the Cowboys, Texans and the Ravens all being at home is the Bears. Is that weird? No. No, that defense is amazing. No, it really is. Absolutely they, amazing. They, they've played lights out all season long. Trubisky has actually looked pretty good. He he had good numbers against the Vikings yesterday. They're running the football, too. Yeah. It's not oh, just, Howard it's just, is they're something They're just else. not putting it all on Mitchell's back, and that's what's smart. Uh, since we're uh, – hey, we're on the Bears now. That's right. Got my new hat. Absolutely. I brought you a koozie. I went to Chicago last week or two weeks ago, whatever it was. Uh, had a lot of fun. That is a Bears town right now, boy. Well, it's a Bears town all the time. I mean, it was it, every shop you go into. It is Bears everything. Bears and Cubs. Yeah. Well, and and Blackhawk, a little bit of Blackhawk stuff, but like, whoo, man, I'm talking people wearing Khalil Mack jerseys just around town, like middle of a work day. That's right. Khalil Mack jerseys everywhere. It's it, that's that's the only jersey I saw. I didn't see Trubisky jerseys anywhere. No, nah, I saw Mac jerseys. That's not, but I'll tell you this: that's not a knock on Mitchell. That's not a quarterback town. No, that's Listen, a that's there, a defensive town. There are there are great stories of Mike Dicka like making oh, who was the quarterback uh, that won the Super Bowl did the Super Bowl shuffle. Anyway, oh, I don't even know. Yeah, how I, ridiculous I, is that? You no, know, I'm just I'm really I'm losing my mind a little bit. Um, of him like making him like mop the showers after games, like this is this is like the like MVP caliber players. Like no, no, this is we're we're Chicago baby. We're a defensive hard nosed football team town. Yeah, we honor running backs. We honor defensive linebackers. That's just what we do. Uh, that's that's a hundred percent the truth. Uh, that now on the other side, the Eagles, Nick Foles. I know, probably starting the wrong quarterback for most of the season until the last three weeks. I like really Foles, hate this. Foles the, was five and one. I know this year. I hate that this is the matchup we get because you know how much I've been on the Bears all year and I love them. And I made a promise. I'm done betting against Nick Foles. I I said yeah. I didn't know who was going to play in the playoffs, but I just said if he gets a every game he started, I bet on him. Every game he started, I won. And I said when he gets in the playoffs, I'm in. I'm all in, all the way through. I'm in. Yeah, because you lost a lot of money on on him last year. Yeah, yeah. Because you bet against him every week. I kept picking against him. Every week I picked against him. And I'm done. I, look, listen, you fool me about seven times. Eventually I learn, okay? I'm, I'm a little hard at it. <laughs> it so, might take seven. It might take but, losing a lot. But we got to. But listen. I think I'm, I'm going to go with the Eagles. In the points. Give me that. I think the Bears win. It's a field goal game, and, and they don't cover. That's exactly what – I mean, I'm I'm the same. But we're going the same on three of these four games. Okay. Um, and I'm going to tell you this. I'm taking the under in this one because both of these defenses what is, have been stout. What's our under? 41 even. 41. And I'm going under that bad boy. I think we're going – this is going to be the 17-13 game. Okay. Nobody's okay. hitting twenty in this one. That's that's my call. I don't know, man. I'm looking at defensive touchdowns. Like I, Trubisky can and throw I, it to the wrong team. Foles can throw it to the wrong team. Like, yeah, but can the special teams, teams turnover? You know, I mean, no, the, like no, the Bears like, can. The Bears can. But if Foles, man, I don't know. I'm just done. Look, 
if I was going to go over, I'd be betting the Bears. I'm just that's what I would be doing. But I've done this too much to know that I can't bet against Foles. I just can't. I've I've done it too often and lost. I do like the Eagles plus the six. But man, forty-one is so low. That's a small number, man. Because I mean, a, a twenty-four to what seventeen? Dude, I mean, you only had to get to twenty-four. Twenty-four to seventeen is forty-one. Yeah. So like, I mean, That's you say, get. A, I mean, it, 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 twenty-two twenty is it? I'm a I'm a roll the over on it. I think I'm going to regret this that way. Um. I'm going over in three of these games. I know I'm going to regret it, but the uh, one what what is a big cat always says? Life's too short to bet the under, man. I know, I know. the The one guy that scares me on the Eagles, other than Foles and God, is is a uh, is the same guy that scared me last year when they went on their runs. Fletcher Cox. I think Fletcher Cox has potential to wreck games. Yeah, and he's done it. He's done it a lot. And last year he did it in four playoff games and won a Super Bowl. He didn't. Yeah. He didn't get the MVP, and he, he deserved it. He didn't get the credit because he plugs up holes and he takes two to three guys to take him, and other guys get to go free. But that guy has potential to wreck games. You, uh, you also took the over in every game but this one. Yeah. I took the under in I, the Cowboys Seahawks. I think the you scoring the will go down some. The average over under this year was in the fifties. Yeah, and and more went over than under. In the playoffs, I know that's going to go down, but I don't think it's going to go down 10, 15 points. No, I think you're that's, right. That's why, is I think all of those teams that, that we saw earlier, if every one of those games ends up 24-25, 24-28, 23-27, if every one of them end up that, it will not shock me. If we get a 13-17 ball game out of any of them but the but the last one, I'll be surprised. I think everybody's scoring in the twenties. All right, so I'm I'm going over the forty one. You're going under the forty one. That's the one I'm going under. We both have the Eagles plus six, but we both think that the Bears will win. Yes. Well, I really want the Bears to win. I'm not going to bet money line on the Eagles just because I'll be sad if it happens. Yeah, I'll be sad if it happens. But but I mean, you got a six point cushion here. You should be okay. fine. I think we're going to see close games out of all of these. I don't see any routes at all. Yeah, I think I think you're I think every one right. of them is going to be a field goal game. I think you're probably right. Uh, well, that is going to wrap up our NFL wild card previews. I bet and, all and, dogs, and that's our gambling picks. You you win all dogs. I didn't bet a single favorite. No, it's probably the smart way to go about it. Uh, that's I like betting it, dogs. It, the the history says you're going to win at least two of them. That's right. Outright so, and and win two of them outright. All yeah. right. The problem is you can't make any money line with them now because because the, because lines, the lines are so, are so short. short. It's it's almost pointless to even bet the money line. Yeah, like it take the two point cushion the because two there's point there are enough games that oh. end twenty six twenty four like right. like the Ravens Browns. Uh, you know, like go in get get yourself a little extra cushion there yeah. and just make whatever money you can get. I like it. All right, as always, tunicatravel dot com is the place to go get more information. On all of Tunica's incredible sports books, uh, you can also find us over at winningcureseverything.com. Follow me at GaryWCE. You can follow Chris at ChrisBGiannini. Thank you, sir. So, <laughs> I saw you pulling off that headset. We are uh, we are out of here. We will be back next week. We appreciate you guys for hanging around. It's time for the rundown. 
Remember, check out winningcureseverything.com. You can give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash winningcureseverything. You can follow us on Twitter, at winningcures. You can follow myself, at GaryWCE. You follow me at Chris B. Giannini, C-H-R-I-S-B-G-I-A-N-N-I-N-I. You can also email the show, that's winningcureseverything at gmail.com. And we now have a voicemail line. That number is 551-226-9899. If you want to call and bash us for talking bad about your favorite team, or praise us, or just tell us about how awesome your team is doing, leave us a voicemail. That number again is 551-226-9899, and we may toss it on the show. Thank you for supporting this show, and until next time... Have a good one, guys. Hey, don't forget, subscribe to the Winning Cures Everything podcast on iTunes and make sure you leave a review. For every 25 written five-star reviews we get on iTunes, we are donating to St. Jude's Children's Hospital and LeBonner's Children's Hospital in Memphis, Tennessee. So subscribe and review on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and all your favorite podcast apps. Remember, the Winning Cures Everything podcast.